In today's episode, I am so excited to introduce you to Sarah Heaney from Heaney CFO. Sarah is a small business chief financial officer who is super passionate about supporting small businesses across rural regional Australia through all stages of their financial journey. So if you struggle with your books, if you're not really sure about, you know, your profit and loss sheets and how you should be managing your finances, Sarah is the girl to listen to. She is takes business owners from overwhelmed, stressed, feeling confused about their finances to clarity and making a profit. Sarah has recently launched her first program, which is called Bookkeeping for Profit. It is an online DIY course, which takes you from zero to knowing it all. This is such an incredible course and it is so powerful for us small business owners to know our numbers in order to grow our numbers. So I can't wait to introduce you to Sarah right now and I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. Hey, hey there, you are listening to the Boss Motive Podcast, where I'm sharing all the tools, tips, and mindset tricks to build a successful business whilst living a life you love and avoiding the burnout. Ever wondered what it takes to live in a tropical paradise, run successful businesses, and work from home whilst raising kids? Well, listen up, friends, as I am sharing my story of how I've done this, along with interviews from other incredible entrepreneurs who are also living their best life. My name is Liz Morris and this is the No BS Podcast where I'm digging deep into what it actually takes to define your success and live a life you were put on this earth for. Haven't found your motive yet? Come in closer. We may just have the answer. Well, hello, Sarah. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so thrilled to have you on my podcast. We've I've been putting this off for a while because, um, you know, like you have so much value to add and now you have your new program up and running. It is the perfect time to get you on here. But before we dive into what is going on in your world and how you can help small business, I would love to know a bit about you and your background and how you've even got to this point. Hello, Liz. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I am so excited to be here. This is my first time doing a podcast interview, so very overwhelming experience, but um, I'm excited to be here. Um, So, I am Sarah Heaney and I run my little business, Heaney CFO, um, from my home in Longreach out in Western Queensland. And I started my business uh, about... 18 months ago, um, I decided not to return to the corporate world after having my two babies and I just had this passion for helping people actually run their business. So, I created this business to support business owners with their finance. So, um, coming from a background of accounting and working in local government and agribusiness and banking, I have put all those little skills together to bring a bit of a holistic view of small business finance and really get behind the scenes and help business owners with their business. So good to have you here, Sarah. And the fact that you are remote, like way out, if anyone knows where Longreach is, it is way out in the background. So how did you, I know everyone loves to hear the journey and the transformation. How did you even get to Longreach in the first place? 
Uh, yes. So, um, my husband, I'm originally from the Gold Coast. I born and bred Gold Coast girl. I met my husband, um, when he was doing his apprenticeship down on the coast and he then decided, actually, I went traveling overseas and then he lured me out to a little town called Windora in Western Queensland, where his family are from. And we started the next chapter of our lives. And, um, yeah, about, what would that be? About eight years ago, we moved out here and here we are now in Longreach with our family businesses, raising our two little kids, um, living in this awesome little community. And yeah, that's how I got here. <laughs> I love that story. It's so good. So you have been, you worked in your town for a while. Like when you say your corporate career, what was that all about? Yeah, so um, back in the days I was in banking on the Gold Coast and I moved, I've done accounting at uni and I moved out to a town called Windora and worked for the Barkyshire Council in um, as a finance manager, which was great. And then I got an opportunity to move back into corporate banking and take on a position in agribusiness banking and that was in Emerald in West in Central Western Queensland um, and that then built my corporate career in agri as well before I then took a position in Longreach and have been in Longreach for about four years now. So, um, yeah, very big banking finance career there, um, which has been awesome. Yeah, yeah. And with that experience, you must have seen all types of businesses from small businesses to massive businesses. So, when you look at like you come with such heart and soul for small businesses, especially like I know that we've had lots of conversations over the time about how you really love supporting small businesses and especially rural businesses because that's where you are and that's where your heart is. But Let's talk through some of the issues and some of the obstacles that small business owners come up. Like people don't, I think the thing with finance is that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm on track here, that finance can be scary for some people. And a lot of people would rather spend money on their websites and their pretty logos rather than understanding their books. So, how do you find that small businesses come up against this and how, you know, what are some things that happen that if people aren't aware of their finances, in your experiences, what what can come out of that if people aren't really aware of what they're doing? Yes. So, that is a great question. Um, Why I love working with small businesses. So, even in my roles back in banking um, previously, I really love sitting one-on-one with the mum and dads and, you know, we work through and I explain to them like what their profit looks like or what their, um, basically explain what their trading position is because a lot of the time people have no idea. They literally just get their financial statements from their accounts and, and they pay their tax and they're happy with that and they move on or they're not happy with that. Um, but a lot of the time people don't realise what sort of profit they need to be making to get loans or finance or what their expenses really are, how much money they're really making. They often just have a dream of I'm going to open a little shop and that's going to be my my income. But often they find like a couple of years in that they're actually not making any money. Like they're wondering, I am working so bloody hard, 70 hours a week, 
where is all my money and why do I have to keep paying so much tax? And often it's those kinds of people that come to me and they're like, please explain, like, what is going wrong here? And it's not till we look behind the scenes and maybe we look at their last three months or two years of their trading that we uncover some really little golden nuggets that we can then formulate some ideas and strategies to make change. So one of my clients didn't realise how much they were actually paying in wages and we, once they looked at that on paper, they were like, holy, like literally we're making no money. We're paying all our staff, all this money. Um, we need to make change. So we've changed some of their operating models and cut back on days or increased um, their offers so that they're actually making more money um, by working less. Yeah, yeah, such a good point. And I think so many people forget to look at their numbers, like they're outsourcing things, um, outsourcing accounting, outsourcing bookkeeping, thinking that they're doing the right thing. But at the end of the day, they're not getting, they're not understanding the reports they're getting back. And that can be so detrimental. And when you find, as you say, little pockets of expenses that they could possibly cut or make changes to, I'm sure you've seen businesses just go leaps and bounds with some minor changes. Yeah, exactly. And like 12 months ago, I was like, my business was designed to, for people to outsource their bookkeeping. And what I have found is like, by me taking on that full role of bookkeeping and processing their receipts and managing their finances, they actually have lost touch with what's going on in their business. So if they're fully outsourcing their bookkeeping, that's great. But if you don't know the fundamentals behind like, profit and loss and you're not reviewing your figures, which is what we do in all our CFO meetings, then you're just running your business blind. Yeah, yeah. And money is the is the key, isn't it? At the end of the day, this is what we want, a profitable business. Yeah. And it's so interesting that, um, you know, people can overlook that as a as something they're not doing, thinking that they're doing the right thing by having a bookkeeper. Yeah. But, or yeah. for sure, or like, oh, I'm going to invest $5,000 in a website, but well, how do you know if that website is working for you? Like what revenue is that website bringing into your business? Or are you, um, can you find new markets to sell your products through other strategies? Like what actually can you do in your business to make more money as opposed to just spend, 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 spend? Yes, yes. People do feel like if they're spending, they're investing in their business. But really where can you save money is can be just as important as where you can make money. I absolutely believe that. And I love, Sarah, that you empower people to learn this. It's not about taking it off their plate and just doing it for them. It's about giving them that understanding of how to even read what they're getting from their bookkeeper and accountant. And I love that you really focus on that with your business and, and teaching people how to, how to understand their finances because it's so crucial. So let's get into some nitty gritty of things like, um, you know, let's talk about things that you can do to, let's say, um, decrease in expenses. Like what are some expenses that you see for small business owners that they're not aware of that perhaps could be decreased or, um, you know, something that they could do that's tangible that someone can take away right now and look at inside their business? Okay, so expenses. What sort of things can we monitor in your business? Some hidden expenses are like subscriptions. Like do you know how much your business is actually spending on subscriptions? That's a favourite one. That's a quick win um, that you can pick up through reconciling every month. Um, 
Other expenses, like how much is it costing your business to access finance? So can you reduce some costs on interest is a good one. Um, some other things uh, that we talk through with my clients are like, should we use our cash to buy an asset or should we get finance so that we work through their cash flow? So what does it look like if they buy a new car and they use their cash? What does that look like in three months? Do they have enough money to pay their tax or do they have enough money to pay their wages or what the benefit of um, getting an equipment loan or finance might have for them as a um, business investment as well? So that's some strategies we can put in place. I'm just thinking what else can they save? Um, Wages is a big one. Yeah, it's really big overhead for businesses. But also one of the biggest things I am passionate about is knowing your actual cost of goods sold, like actually knowing how much it costs to make $1 of revenue in your business, um, yeah, is the big one. So that's a big learning that I've put into my course, Bookkeeping for Profit, knowing actually what your cost of goods sold is and knowing what your business overheads are. So, you know what your break-even point is every month or even every week before you buy yourself a cup of coffee as a business owner. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's so important. And I think a lot of people don't even factor in the hidden costs. Like things that I know even when I got into my product business was like we were using paper to wrap our product, but were we factoring in the cost of the paper roll? You know, you look at your product expense and you think, okay, well, that costs X amount to get it manufactured. This is what it costs landed. But then all those little things inside your business that you're not taking into consideration, like perhaps your wrapping paper that you're using or those stickers that you got printed and, you know, those little random things. But also how you can reduce those expenses, I think is super important too. Like, If you get paper in bulk, for example, you know, thinking of things a little bit outside the square. And I think that's really important when you know your numbers. Like if you know you're spending $100 a month on brown paper, but if you buy it in bulk, it drops it down to $20 a month in brown paper. Like that's massive in a small business. Do you find like even little tweaks like that can make a big impact? little tweaks that's exactly where it's at and it might not even be reducing costs it might be how can we actually add more value so how if you've got one client or one customer coming into your shop instead of selling them a five dollar item how can we actually make that a 25 dollar sale so that's about working smarter it's adding value into their business through other ways or attracting um new clients new audiences like putting marketing online or things like that that actually yeah generate you more profit yeah yeah because that's so I'm so big on that and inside even my course it's about how we can value stack and how we can get increased sales like as if McDonald's has not nailed that like would you like to upsize do you want a large do you want fries with that and I think as a business owner if we can Think of that, how much we can, and it sounds, it's hard for women, I think, because we feel like, okay, they've paid that money. I don't, I feel a bit bad. I feel a little bit guilty asking them to spend a bit more money, but you're a business owner. And at the end of the day, it's easier to, um, and more beneficial to increase the value of every customer than it is to find a new customer. Do you see that as well? Yeah, for sure. 
Um, and that's exactly right, especially with women. Like I feel like sometimes we are so making our own decisions. We're wearing so many hats as the business owner that one of my clients said to me like, I don't have a partner or someone else backing me here. I'm making all the decisions myself. I just need someone to bounce ideas off. So it's that that goes on to them building confidence and just knowing what you're doing is the right thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think the way to do that is, you know, this touches on um, like should you be spending $5,000 on a brand new website or should you be investing $5,000 in a business coach that is going to get you to that next level? And I think it's also when you know your numbers, it's about prioritizing what's important, like what is going to get you more profit. Like we were just talking before we hit record about how you can run a, I've seen businesses, multi-million dollar businesses run off Instagram without even a website, you know, like I've seen people do that. So if you're investing all this money into logos and branding and rebranding and websites and all this sort of stuff, but you still don't have that confidence to charge what you're worth or you still don't have that um, understanding of your financial position, where it won't work. (laughs) You know, at the end of the day, you're just going to be going around and around in circles. So it's about also being aware of where you're spending your money in your business and where you're investing and making decision the right decisions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or are you spending money in something that's going to make you busier? And at the end of the day, you're going to either not be able to keep up with how much business your business has grown with, like are you now doing 100 sales a day, which you can't actually manage, you don't have the systems in place, you don't have the processes, that's going to really hurt as opposed to, you know, starting small, building slowly, building the systems and processes in place and that's what I help people with as well. Like they might spend a whole day every week doing their bookkeeping or their invoices, which from a few little tweaks and changes, we can make that like a half an hour process. So that is a game changer. So it's building those little processes in place so that, when they do have the big um, marketing campaigns and Facebook ads and websites and things, they can actually handle that business. So it's like, yes, now we can manage the 100 sales a day or the $20,000 months and things like that. So it's it's a process. Yeah, yeah. And do you also find that some businesses can get caught up in like vanity metrics? You know, like I know when I first started my photography career, I thought, for me to be a successful photographer, I had to have a studio. Like I had to have on the main street, like a beautiful studio that people could come to. But then when I started paying rent, I was like, holy, like that rent cuts into my profit. Now I have to get two more clients a week to pay that rent. Mm -hmm. Am I really providing more value to my clients if they come to a studio that's built on my property or a studio on the main street? Maybe not. Was I getting any more? Did I have to staff it differently? Absolutely. Now I had to have a staff member there if I wasn't available because it was in a shopping center, you know, in in an area. So I think people, and I'm sure you've probably seen this as well, people can get caught up in, oh, to be successful, I have to have a warehouse. But how much is that warehouse going to cost you? You know, if you stay small, can you make more profit? Yeah. You know, like at the end of the day, are you are you paying as you say, did you are you growing too quick? Are you going to be bigger than you need to be but still make less money? Yeah, or is a car before a horse? Like what makes sense as well? But sometimes people can also get caught up in having the perfect studio and that can also hold you back. Like if you 
are waiting to have the perfect marketing campaign, the perfect Facebook, the perfect Instagram, the perfect website until you start marketing yourself. That's that's holding you back. Like there is nothing stopping you from doing something today that puts you on the right path to growth. So if you are sitting there thinking, I can't put myself out there, I can't show up on Instagram, I can't talk about my new business, just do it because the website will come, the marketing will come, but start telling people today what you actually are doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And being being okay with the uncomfortable before yeah. you get going, absolutely. It's so important. And I we see it a lot in our little town because we're in a very transient town and it's really quite sad. Like we have seen that many businesses come and go. But like when... I had a temporary studio in in my early days when we first landed in the town and I didn't know if my business was just going to work. So I literally rolled out some lino onto this dodgy, horrible, ugly carpet and it was like a $300 fix. And that was how I got momentum, you know, and then I kept progressing with that, you know, that tiny little investment that made my first money. But I've seen people come to town and I'm sure you've seen this as well. And they, they're like, I'm going to be the best restaurant in town. And they spend twenty dollars or $30,000 on a fit out in a shop that might be just selling bags or something. Yeah. And then it doesn't work. And now yeah. they've, whereas if they'd spent that $30,000 on marketing or getting their name out or understanding their profit and loss and doing their bookkeeping and doing the right things that matter, I think, you know, I'm a real big believer in starting with what you've got Mm. and then progressing and growing slowly. Yeah, and we are so fortunate that you can sort of, like for my business, for example, I have had minimal expense on a bricks and mortar business. So it's sort of like you can test the market before you fully know what people want, you know what your ideal client wants. You can try different few different services and product offerings and then once you really know what people want then you can kind of run with that and make a real go of it before you've had the $30,000 expenses and things like that so it's for me definitely it's been small steps and I think obviously for you as well it sounds like it works um and yeah yeah and so would you say you've seen other businesses go into this sort of thing and just come unstuck because they've gone too big too quick yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I was in banking in the GFC in 2008, so I've seen lots of businesses uh-huh. um, which have gone through very tough times. Um, and, yeah, I think when things do go wrong, it can be hard to know what lever to pull. Um, you might be in lots of debt. Your house might be um, as well tied into your business, and it's tricky once you're in that sort of predicament. So I'm a big believer in like having diverse income streams, not being reliant on one particular um, income. I mean, our family businesses, we've got cattle and construction and I've got my business and that is, I find is good to have lots of different streams of income rather than just be relying on, let's use your little town as an example, like the tourist season or things like that um, can be really beneficial for people. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is one of my favorite things that I get into all the time, especially with my clients. And I have a whole uh, free masterclass about this. It's about creating leveraged income, which is about diversifying. And we've always said, and 
like, and the biggest lesson for us was the tropical cyclone that wiped us out was that having all your eggs in one basket is so super dangerous. And, but we're so lucky in this generation now that we can have like an online presence. We can have an online product, digital product, and then we can have a physical product and we can have a shop front and we can do all these different things, but definitely diversify. I think that is just, and that's who you see even come out of COVID. Um, it's been such a lesson because I know a lot of, um, small business owners probably don't remember the big crash. Like, (laughs) There's a lot of younger people out there than us. And if you weren't in business, like I worked in the government at the time, so I was fine. I had no reflect, like it did not bother me at all. Um, But then when I moved here and I talked to a lot of people that went through that and, you know, they saw the town drop and income, tourism, everything got affected. Mm. Now this has happened again with COVID. I know in my own business, transferring from having a service business to then providing an online course mm. popped up my income and made it yeah made it completely it was a much safer thing so I love that you say diversify your income and look at different ways you can make money yeah. without having to you know rely only on one income stream yeah for sure and the clients that I work with I've got a little shop in Roma um and same thing we they're bricks and mortar but it's like how can we sell our products to other people we don't we're not limited but anymore by who is actually visiting the town or who in who might be in long reach in summer not very many people like how can we actually still have a sustainable business 12 months of the year and yeah make the most of our income yeah definitely and that's super important for regional people isn't it like i know i know yeah we have we have January, February, or December, January, February, where it just rains, like complete wet season. And I see tourism operators and they hurt. Like you can see the pain, you know. And it's, I think it's really important to look at other ways that you can make money. You know, you have these incredible skills and we are so blessed to have the internet. And while you've got Wi-Fi, you can pretty much sell anywhere in the world these days. It's not like we're trapped in our little town. For sure. And that is exactly what we did with my online course. So how exciting was it when we um, have now launched? And just for example, we were on our way down to holidays last week and I had a sale. So I'm on holidays (laughs) and I made 500 bucks while I'm away. Like how good is that? So yeah, I definitely think no matter what kind of business you are, there are opportunities to make diversified income. Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite thing in the world. Like I absolutely love pulling something out and saying to people, well, have you thought of this? Like even something, I mean, even having something as simple, like I sell picture frames online, but having digital downloadable product, like printables, like it's a no, it's no, not so much effort, but the profit, you know, if I sell five downloadable printables with my frame, well, that covers the postage, you know, thinking Mm. and being logical about what else can you sell and it goes back to that upsell per client doesn't it what else can you sell that can sometimes cover your expenses Mm -hmm. so yeah super super important so when we talk about um you know what businesses could potentially struggle with and everything um with regards to like when they're starting out what are some basic things that you believe every business must 
have. Like I have been in your space for a while, so I know that you have to have a business bank account. But what else do you see as must-haves for small for business owners? And perhaps some people may have overlooked it. Yeah. So I'm obviously coming from finance. I think the first thing you need is bank accounts and you need to know like obviously you've got to register for your ABN and um, these things are really scary for people. They get overwhelmed because it can be so much to just start a business and this is all in my one of my modules in my course as well. But I think having those fundamentals right and being confident about them and then obviously setting yourself up with a system so like a zero program um, is so important because it will help you now and save you time now, but it will also grow with your business the whole way along. So having that in place before you're out there um, making thousands of, thousands of dollars in sales and being confident with how they those systems work are essential in my books. So yeah, yeah. And how good is it? And this is what I tell everyone: like if you start now before you're busy and you get it right, like if you understand things like zero and you've set your bank account up correctly. And you've got your email correct and all that sort of stuff. Your domain is registered, all that stuff before you get busy with clients. How much yeah. easier is it going to be when you're when you're super busy, you know? Oh, so busy because I have a couple of people that have come to me like three or four years down the track and they are overwhelmed. They're a couple of years behind in their tax. They have no idea what the accountant's chasing them for. And it really hurts at that point because You've got to kind of undo what's happened um, to move forward. But in saying that, like there is no time like the present to just put your hand up and be like, I need a bit of help with this to move forward because the longer you wait, the harder it does become. Um, and I'm really encouraging of those people to like now is the perfect time, to be honest, coming up to end of financial year. Like let's just stop for a minute, make some changes and then move forward next year because I've seen so many businesses really feel the transformation going from like stressed, overwhelmed, fearful of their numbers, um, maybe even hating their business, can't even look at the spreadsheet, can't update everything, I have a shoebox full of receipts, to like texting me and saying, I made 10 grand this month in profit. Can you believe that? And I'm like, that actually lights me up because that kind of business owner has gone from not even looking to being telling me mm-hmm. I made profit. Like that's yeah. exciting. That's the transformation we want. Yeah, I wish people could see your face when you get excited like that because in this podcast I have to take a photo because you do, you light up because it's, it is a transformation. It's incredible how you can change people's lives when they know what their money is making. Like people, and I know that you find this and we find, we talk about this often, especially about how people shouldn't be embarrassed about where they're at. Like, And I love this about you. You never come with judgment, okay? No matter if you're just starting, you're going to help them. No matter if you're five years in and you do have that shoebox, you're just going to help them sort that shoebox out so that next year they don't feel like that. And I love that about you, Sarah, because you're so passionate about this isn't a judgment space. Everybody's been in a different position. You can come at me at any level and I am willing to show you how to undo this. No matter what you've done, (laughs) no matter how bad your spreadsheets are, we can undo it. We can fix it. And I love that you say now is the perfect time. Just doesn't matter what day it is, just start. And this is so crucial to go from where you are to the next level. 
Yep. And I had a lady in exactly this position. She signed up to the course and she loved learning all of the content about what she needed to do for bookkeeping. And then when we actually joined the live Q&As, I uncovered that she'd had um, about three years worth of finances that she was importing into zero and she just felt so overwhelmed. Her dream was, Sarah, I just want to come home after work and have a wine and catch up on my bookkeeping and she just couldn't see that that actually was going to happen. And I'm like, I'm so excited because this is the kind of challenge and this is like the dream for me that we can make that happen. Like we can change your life with these few little things. So, yeah, that is what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. And changing people's um, – I, like I remember thinking, okay, looking in your bank account should be fun. <laughs> like that's my thinking, you know, like I'm like – you should hear a cha-ching and know that that at least half of that is profit. Like it shouldn't be so scary and daunting. And it's one of those things, if you put your head in the sand, it's not going to make it any better. But when you understand it and you can make little tweaks, not only are you more empowered to make good decisions in your business, but you're also confident. You know that you can have a more predictable income. You know that if you get this amount of customers in, this is what you're going to make. And then you you can change, shift that focus. You don't have to be scared anymore. Yeah. Or one of my ladies was even like, my business isn't making any money. I should just go get a job. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that. No. Let's work this out. And so that's the lady now messaging me saying, I made 10 grand this month. So, yeah, it's totally doable. It's just supporting and being confident in your journey. Yeah. And do you find that people in your space um, – they're always thinking they need to be making more money. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that person online has made $100,000. But you could possibly have made that if you did these changes. Like, you know, like it's about the awareness and not necessarily chasing what's the next thing, what's the next business, oh, my business model. Because I'm such a firm believer that any business can work, any business. Like, I believe that there are millionaires out there who's selling plastic fidget spinners because of my kid has heaps. So therefore, somebody's making money off that, you know. So it's never about the. I don't believe it's about the business model, but I do believe it's about your profit, your loss, your financials. It's yeah. so crucial, and I would much rather people know about that than know, you know, how to design a template on Canva. <laughs> like it's sure. super, super important. Yeah, and that is also a really annoying habit of mine. I would just been around holidays and I come out of a shop and I say to my husband, that shop would be so much better. They'd make so much more money if they just did this, 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 or like yeah. this, this, and he's like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. annoying because yeah. I just look at every business and I'm like, oh, there's so much opportunity here. Like you're absolutely right. Every business can do more, make more, um, maybe do less, make more, but there is opportunity in every business and that's what I get excited about when I get um, maybe someone who's a florist in Roma or someone that is um, just trying to think in the territory um, on their station, like they're starting a business. I'm like, yes, you can make money from this. This is totally an opportunity. Yes. Yes. And I have that same habit too. Actually myself and my husband have that habit. We could redesign every business we walk into. (laughs) It's not a very good habit. I actually have to stop. We have a lot of small business owner friends and I'm always just giving out like, 
maybe if you just did this or maybe if you just cut this down and because I'm such a chopper like I chop everything I'm like the expenses chopper we just are so big on that and so I'm I'm probably I would rather cut expenses than try to work harder this is just something I don't know my brain is just wired like that so I'm like I walk into my you know my friends businesses and I'm like yeah do you really need to have paid for that like really like you know so yeah it's definitely it's a habit that we can get into yeah well it is just a mindset thing as well that just reminded me like I've got a lady who um sometimes as business owners we are terrified to invest in ourselves so it's like um a lady was like I can buy uh, another fridge and sell double the amount of stock and make double the amount of income but I don't want to spend the money on the fridge and I'm like what that's a (laughs) no-brainer yes yes it will but, pay for itself in no time. I'm like, but um, it's terrifying to make that step. And it can be the same like in investing in ourselves. I think you'd find this as well, like to spend money on upskilling ourselves or investing in ourselves is terrifying. But, yes. Yeah. How many times do we find that it's actually investing in ourselves gives us benefits, not just now for years to come? Yes. And I think that's that instant glorification thing too. Like mm-hmm. if you buy a product and you double it, you sell it for double, it's instant, isn't it? Like you go, okay, I just made, I bought this for $5, I sold it for $10, i have made $5. You know, that's kind of a really basic example. But when you're investing yourself, it can take 12, 18 months, you know, like you've just been through this whole course creation process and to design your course, you had to let go of some work for six months, you had to let go of a bit of income, you know, you had to really give yourself space to do this. But now you have this incredible product, which we're going to talk about in a minute, but you have this incredible product that you have now created that you can sell over and over again because you took the space to invest in yourself. And while you didn't see that instant glorification while you were doing it, now you can see the risk results you can reap the rewards but it's it's down the track and I think that's where we can get ourselves all caught up in the investment side of it people just want that instant return but it doesn't always happen yeah and I think we've talked about this a lot like going from one-on-one client work is amazing it lights me up like I love working with my clients but when you actually are creating a course you don't get that instant gratification like that um, motivation to keep going is can be hard Um, but ultimately it's then an asset that I can resell and generate income from not just now, but forever. So yeah. What a process. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) It has been a journey. Absolutely. So this just leads perfectly. Tell me about your course. I want to hear all about it. So, because I think this is me personally saying that every business owner should do your course because you're going to explain what it is at the moment, but I do believe that the confidence that comes from knowing your numbers is more beneficial than having a fancy website. Thank you, Liz. So, <laughs> bookkeeping for profit. Um, from the last, well, from my 15 years experience, I basically bottled all the content up 
into a course which will which does help business owners set themselves up right from the start. So it can be from as simple as registering for GST, as simple as um, setting up your zero, as simple as how to set up automatic invoicing, how to set up automatic reconciling, how to read your profit and loss, how to understand your cost of goods sold. We also work through, so in the course, I think I've introduced you to Sally and Steve. So, they're my real people that I, um, we follow their business journey. Um, Sally and Steve run their family farming operations. So, we do talk about some cows um, and expenses that go with that business. But we also talk about Sally's salon. She runs a beauty salon in a small town and how um the systems and processes we've set up for her and um, got her business up and running financially can then be transferred to the course participants um, through the learning. So that is bookkeeping for profit as well. It also, what I found in working with my one-on-one clients is it's not just the setup at the start and then send you on your way. So all my clients that I've worked with in my whole time of being in business I still regularly talk to. So, even if it was a setup, I still support them on their journey 12 or 18 months down the track. So, what I really was passionate about building into this, um, into bookkeeping for profit was the support piece. So, that is where you get a place to come weekly, fortnightly, to come along to our lives and ask the questions. Let's um, ask anything, basically. So, I had a lady that made a comment like a couple of weeks ago that she would never have thought about that particular question but she's then taken that knowledge and applied that into her business and it's the beauty of the group learning that really makes me passionate about building this course mm. further down the track so yeah that's bookkeeping for profit awesome and there's two things I love about your course especially well there's lots of things but <laughs> the two things that really stand out to me is that it doesn't matter if you're starting a business today or if you're three years down the track or five years down the track, or 10 years down the track. Like being in your space, I'm 15 years into business and I'm still learning from you. Like I've learned so much about knowing my numbers, even zero. Like I've always been intimidated by zero, but, you know, knowing that it's okay at any stage. I love that you your course isn't just for startups. It's for anybody that really wants to get that confidence around their numbers. And it's so... It's delivered in a way that is not, um, what do I say, academic and it's not number, number, number. Like it's about simplifying it, yeah, and making it really easy. And even at the end of the day, this is this course doesn't mean that you have to do your bookkeeping from, from here on in. It's empowering you to know what your bookkeeping is yeah. and empowering you to understand your profits and understand your business finances and then do do with that information what you like. Like if you want to then get a bookkeeper and accountant, you can. You're not saying you have to do this all yourself. You're actually just teaching people what to know inside yeah. their business and how to understand their finances. So that's the one that that was a long-winded one point, wasn't it? But um and then the second thing is that your course is available all the time. So you literally can drop in and you can listen to this podcast. You can head over to Sarah's website and you can join up to bookkeeping for profit. And I love that you're taking people at any stage, any level, no judgment, 
<laughs> if you turn up with a shoebox of receipts, it's okay. Yeah. And they can join at any stage. They can smash out the course in a couple of weeks, in yeah. two days, or they can take their time and you have that group situation like that group Facebook group that supports them as well. So if they have questions, they feel supported by you and expert in this field. And also, as you say, you, sometimes people don't, what do they say? They don't know what they don't know. So if someone else in the group asks a question that you possibly haven't even thought of, they have yeah. that inside the group. Yeah. Some of my ladies even say that I just um, translate like from the accountant, I'm just the translator, like into normal people talk. So I think it's even just giving you the knowledge and understanding maybe what questions to ask the accountant, maybe prompting them to help with some tax planning or, yeah, it, exactly. You don't know what you don't know. So it's building that knowledge and confidence into business owners. Yeah, and empowering people to walk into the bank and say, hey, heck, I've got a good business and you're going to give me a new home loan. Like, <laughs> Yeah. That's right. And don't wait until five years and be like, I need to buy a home and I have no profit. How am I going to do this? Like, let's do this now. So, yeah, I'm really excited for the course and the ladies in the course are doing so well. So, it's it's really exciting. And I'm so excited to have you here. I'm glad that we waited till now so that you could explain the course um, rather than just talk about everything we've talked about, which has been so beneficial. But I, I love that I can put the link here that it's ready to go and people can literally listen to you right now and then go and join the course and sign up and be supported as of yeah. your next coaching call. You know, they can get yeah. into the course, they could smash it out. You can probably sit, listen to Sarah for a whole long weekend. Like <laughs> there's plenty of those around. So I, yeah, it's definitely a fantastic course and I highly recommend it to everybody. Yeah. One of my ladies literally did just do the course over one weekend. She transformed from having no accounting software, nothing into having zero fully set up, customized chart of accounts, doing all of the activities and workbooks and loved it. So yeah, it's not a long course by any means, but it's a lifelong journey. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's the perfect thing to leave it on. So I will leave it there, Sarah. People can reach you. How can people reach you? Um, oh, yes. Connect. Let's talk on Instagram, Handy CFO, um, Facebook. I've got a website, email, and of course, in my bookkeeping for profit community, which all of my course participants are in chatting away. Um, that's how we get to know each other. So perfect. I'd love to yeah, hear from you. Perfect. And I'm going to put all of those details in the show notes um, with the links, especially to that course, because I think everybody, every small business owner should be doing this 100%. So thank you again, Sarah. I have loved this conversation and I look forward to hanging out in your world a bit more. Thank you, Liz. Well, thank you again for listening to yet another episode of the Boss Motive Podcast. I hope these episodes are really helping you towards building a successful business and a life that you love. If you enjoyed this episode, please jump over and leave me a review because that is going to help me get this episodes out to more people. And of course, I love to see you on Instagram. So please tag me at Boss Motive and let me know if these episodes are resonating with you or if there's something that you would love to hear. I look forward to being back in your ear again next week. Thanks again.